Good morning, good morning. Father, thank you for waking me up. Thank you for being so patient with me. Holy Spirit, I truly appreciate the extra hours of sleep. I received a deposit in my spirit like three, four hours ago. And I was just so tired to get up. Because some people feel as though because you're in full-time ministry, that means you stop everything that they think that you should stop doing to attend to them. And I have people calling me sometimes, especially times when you know not to call someone because you can feel, you know, the discernment, you know, the intuition, the insight, you know, knowing that it's not maybe a good time to call somebody. Because I wouldn't want nobody to call me around this time. But he goes, there nevertheless, let me call anyway. Satan also has a nevertheless. But Christ nevertheless is finished. Hallelujah. We always win. And I thank God that I wrote the things down. But um, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. A new day. Good morning. I am actually waking up while I'm talking to you guys. Good morning. Things I usually do sometimes in the morning, I just like, you know what, Father? It is what it is right here this morning. <laughs> I do those things after the fact. <laughs> you understand? They cannot see me. They can just hear me. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, guys, I'm waking up. I'm waking up. I'm waking up. Let me give you guys every encounter I just came from. It's a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know. Let me start with you know, the dreams, the prophetic dreams. You know, there was a person, a friend of the family, might as well say their family, and all of a sudden, God showed me what this person was doing behind people back in the congregation. Old-time friend of the family in the congregation. They were cheating people out their taxes. And a person that I know went to get theirs done and realized what they did. And they were going back and forth about it in the house of God. And I say, wait a second. We can't leave like this. I had to step in. I say, okay, it's already done, right? They already submitted it in, right? Okay, so learn from this point forward. You know now what not to do ever again. Lesson learned. But don't ever cause it to have you and that person to be worse off. Fazing your relationship, your friendship, your love, because... The person was like, I looked up to you. I thought you were better than that. I thought you were bigger than that. You cheating people out their money? In the house of God. And you okay with it? You pretty much saying, okay, and? It's not what you think it is, but and? You're not going to have me feel like I'm bad about what I'm doing, and? I've been doing it for so long, and? He was pretty much talking his way around what he was doing. To try to convince himself that it's not so bad. What you say in his way of doing things? Something that you got delivered from. If you just do a little bit of it. It's not going to be as bad as it was before. Look you're free. They can't ever have you bound again. Just go ahead and do it. 
As soon as you do it, guess what? There you go. Back at it again. And so I, when we got out the church, I talked quietly to the person. No, go back. Learn from that mistake, but don't leave, you know, with that type of behavior with this person. You know, always honor them, always value them. You know, sometimes God wants you to call nobody out on what they're doing. Sometimes God wants you just to be an example to show them what to do. How to do by not doing what they do. Showing them a better way. Showing them a positive way. Showing them character. Not complaints. Not disturbances. Not anger. A lot of times we keep complaining and we still choosing to do the same things with the same people who you, you know, who's causing the issue. If you choose to continue to go through that, you're going to continue to receive that result. So make a better decision. You ain't got to tell nobody about it. Make a better choice by not making that one again. Just learn from that mistake. And the person said, okay, you're right, you're right. They walked back in the congregation. The man was sitting there with his nose twitched up like, mm, mm, mm. I'm sorry for what I said. Okay? Sure. It's all good. He felt better. She felt better. And they left, you know, both feeling better. And then all of a sudden, the first car I ever had was a Lincoln Continental. It was gold. And I found out, well, how about this? I reunited with family members I never even knew was my family members because we never even talked. Everybody got memories in their family way down. You got cousins, or you, you never, no one ever met every cousin. Unless you like, you know, down country where everybody in one neighborhood, you know. My family is spreading out. So people, some people I never even met. So I came across some people that was like, you our cousin. You our cousin. I was like, oh my God, all y'all look alike. <laughs> you our cousin. I said, okay, hi cousins. And I felt the restoration of me meeting my cousins like that for the first time. And they were so welcoming, so loving. Come here, not where you been, how long it's been. They were just living from the moment now. And I had a car, my first car, it was parked because I think it was a front tail light out. I'm telling you how detailed God is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I said front tail light. Oh, God. The front light was out. <laughs> Let me wake up. And I got that text when I was in church. Your front light out. That's why your car's still sitting. I said, okay. I didn't care about the car. I was like, I, I left it there. And I don't want it. I come out. After I had the family member reunite with the man who was stealing the taxes. I see one of my female cousins. She put a new light in. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you a mechanic? <laughs> she said, girl, we fix anything. <laughs> Us ladies, we got to learn ourselves. We depend on men, but, you know, sometimes if you don't have one around, you got to do what you got to do. I said, I know that's right. They done painted my car and everything. It was gold. They painted it black. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, y'all done spray painted the car, too? I said, they said, you, you don't like it? I said, yeah, the black looks better than the gold. She got that car up and running. 
I was like, wow, this is a mean machine. <laughs> you know? And then he got another encounter. I was in a huge mall. Biggest mall I ever been to in my life. It's like three Potomac Mills times three. And it was very busy. Everybody was shopping all over the place. You would think it's Christmas time, but it wasn't. It was like right now in this season. And all of a sudden, I kind of got a little loud with a gentleman because he was in the way. And I actually stumbled and tripped up off his foot. But I, I didn't fall, but I tripped, stumbled. And I was like, excuse me, sir. But my words were very slow and very quiet and very patient. But the inside was like, dude, get out my way. How long are you going to be standing? Get out the way. Everybody trying to do the same thing in this mall. You just standing, taking up all this time. Get out the way. I didn't like what I was saying in the inside. So I had the match was on the outside with the inside. Because the outside was like, hey, excuse me, sir. To God, that's not on one accord. And many of us do that. Listen to these. These are answers to whatever you're going through and those connected to you. A lot of times we know what to say, but, you know, feeling the right way. And we react that way, you know, physically on the outside. But on the inside, we're cussing people out. We're judging people, prejudging people, condemning people, lying to people, but giving a different response on the outside because we know how to respond. But God always deal within. You can look at somebody and be like, hi, good morning. And on the inside, I can't stain you. You can look at somebody and be like, you know, I forgive you, you know. Should have did what you've done to me. Hey, sweetie. Mm, give you a kiss. You get on my nerves. All that on the inside, but you know what to say on the outside. And God is addressing that because he wants the outside to agree with it. And he wants what's within to agree on the outside. Because many walking around looking so uptight, so angry, so bitter. But have a great heart. Just don't know how to express on the outside how you feel within. And that's what God is doing. He's allowing the outside to become a one accord with the inside. So we can stop pretending that everything's okay when you really feel that it's not. And if it's not, it's okay. See, God wants you to trust him that much that if you're not okay, go to him about what you're not okay about so it can become better. But how can it become better if you're not trying to address the situation? You're still in denial. So I walked up to the gentleman who I, who I tripped up over and I said, I can't do this. My outside was so nice to him, but my inside, but I'm not like that. But I was apparently in that dream. So that's not about me. That's about everybody else. So grab from what God has used me to say. Because he would give you a dream and re release the dream what happened to you for somebody else. You would know what's yours and what's not. I know that's, this is, right here, this is not me. Because Q don't think like that. Hallelujah. And... It was an Asian guy. I said, excuse me, sir. Um, I just want to look at you and say, uh, I apologize 
I felt myself getting loud with you. He's like, no, you weren't. You were very sweet. You were very patient. You didn't do anything. I said, I did. I got loud a little bit. He kept denying it. No, you did not. You were fine. You're good. I said, okay, sir, on the inside, I was pissed off at you. I was cussing you out on the inside. And I want to apologize for how I was feeling on the inside. I don't want to feel like that. Please forgive me. He looking like stuck. Like, wow. You confessing something that you don't have to to somebody you don't even know? <laughs> I'm just a stranger. Who cares about how I feel? You care? You understand? It's like being in a line, in a grocery line, and you care about what's in everybody's heart in that line. You went from saying, hurry up to them. Somebody got a thousand coupons. You got 10 minutes to make it somewhere, and you're three minutes away. But then God changed your heart around. No, be patient. Don't rush them. Don't wish they didn't get in your line. and Don't roll your eyes at them. God see all of it. And in the same mall, I'm trying to tell you guys how powerful these dreams are. There were four very important women of all time. One woman was a queen of a country. One was, they all were something very high in office and dressed very delicate. And they were introducing themselves to me. I was like, oh my God. But the thing is, they were old, ancient women that were queens. And they were dressed with fancy clothes. I was like, oh my God, you guys got on real royalty things. But you could tell they wasn't here anymore. They was there in spirit, but they had their clothes on top of their spirit. And the hats they had on, even how it was differently made, each one had something different. Oh, I get it, God. Because each one was from a different generation. Wow. A different queen from a different generation. Four generations. Wow. Thank you for showing me that. And they were dressed so beautiful. I met the first queen that ever was a queen. How she looked, how her, her pure was. Then who passed it down to her, didn't pass it down to her, passed it to her. And they all introduced themselves to me. And I was like, wow. It's like they stopped what they were doing because I belonged in that moment. I belonged with them. And they was letting me know, you're part of us. I was like, wow. You guys got on diamonds. You guys got on rubies and crystals. And your whole outfit is made of crystal. Crystals everywhere. But they're very light when you can walk around and, you know, they're not heavy. And no one noticed them. No one even stopped to acknowledge them. Because they only showed up for me. I walked right past and they appeared to be right there. Four generations of queens. Of all time. Jesus. I'm not talking about no Queen Elizabeth and all of that. No. These are queens who knew how to, you know... Be a woman of virtue, a woman with authority, a woman of wisdom. These women were great examples. Not the ones here today. A lot of things not being done the way it's supposed to. Because many people going outside of the palace telling what's going on inside that we didn't even know about. We're like, wait, we are, we know, we don't want to know no more. You understand? 
Because you don't want to look at no one different. Even though you, you know, you know what you know, you just like, you ain't going to cast nobody out, but you just know things that you know, you'd be better off not knowing. You understand? I was like, please don't tell us no more of this. <laughs> these women, not these four women. It's amazing I've seen the first queen to the, the fourth one. So anyone after that, I guess they not wasn't doing what they supposed to do because God didn't show them. He showed every queen who was doing what they supposed to do. There's only four of them. Four. The first one was amazing. I was like, oh my God. The first one was like what year? What? 1886? Probably earlier than that. 1776. That that it was like that old with it. <laughs> And I thank God they, you know, introduced themselves to me. And I was like, wow. <laughs> you don't have to live in a palace. Know that you're already in a kingdom. Which is a palace. <laughs> I mean, not your palace to be a queen. You don't have to be sworn in to be a queen. Just be an example on what you called to be. And now I, guys, if I didn't know why I'm alone with God like this, I'm knowing now, and I'm finding out because what he called me to do, it requires this. It can't be no other way but this. If Moses didn't come away, it wouldn't have been no Ten Commandments. And I love how God, see what he do is, he'll take me and to more about what happened that was not able to be documented in the word. And the things that wasn't, it's so, oh my gosh. Whoa. Really, God? Because I thought my, Moses, as we, you know, as we read, we don't really, sometimes we don't go outside of the word and, you know, explore with our imagination. We just take it for what it is. But everything wasn't to be documented. So God will take you where it really is. All of it. And you know, I just you know, I read, you read. Moses went up there and received for 40 days, 40 nights he was up there. And Moses, you know, received it. And, and God showed me more about that. Because I read that you read, Moses went up there, received the Ten Commandments, and he came down to release them. No, God sat there with Moses and went over every 10 with him. Because those commandments also apply to Moses. When God give us a word, it applied to us first. So if God call you to give a speech or to give a prophetic word or to do anything regarding his people, a multitude of people. He's going to call you away a lot so he can deal with you first. You got to get the speck out of your eye first. You got to know how to forgive those who hurt you first. You got to know what it's like to be fixed and not broken. In a sense, not to be broken. And I don't mean broken as in humility. Broken as in, in pieces. First. You got to know how to stand first. Use your faith first. Walk in love first. You got to learn how to stand fast first. Trust in me with all your heart. You're not to your understanding first. Believe that I am He first. Before you go to anybody else about anything about me. You must know first. 
before Christ sent out disciples to spread the good news, he had to pick 12 first. Show them who he is personally. No one else was in his space that much as the 12 first. So you encountered me first. I encountered you. I showed you. I taught you. I helped you first. Now I can send you to be that exact example. And look how much it spread it. From them 12. Hallelujah. Even though Judas, you know, commit suicide, he was still replaced. Hallelujah. It was still 12. And that 12, you know, became more. Look at us today. <laughs> we have <laughs> expanded. And these queens, wow. It's amazing. That all of a sudden, so much is happening in these dreams. My cousins, it's like all my cousins was like wanting to get to know me. I had a cousin who was begging for my attention. I'm like, okay. Okay. Oh, God. Okay, God. I'm trying to tell you something. He showed you a lot of things was going on in different areas, in different people. I just remember, I just seen a family member, a little boy. No name to mention how close he is to me. Won't expose anybody. He's on the playground. And... God brought me to, he brought me on the playground. I had my son 15. I'm on the playground with little kids, but I'm just there. All of a sudden I see this family member, little boy by himself. I'm like, why are you here? My mommy and daddy, they don't want to play with me. They at home. What? I said, nah, they want to leave you here. They want to do that. They're not going to drop you off. They too much on. Nah, they don't play that. You don't need to be out their sight. See, he was speaking to me from his emotions and not physical sense. You understand? Because physically, they would never leave their child there. But emotionally, they did. So what they do is they do what they're supposed to do. I'm going to hug you because I'm supposed to hold you, hug you. I'm going to feed you because I'm supposed to. I'm going to buy you things because I'm supposed to. But the child can feel that they don't want to do it because they want to. He said, they don't want to be with me. They left me here. See, they were at the playground, but they didn't engage. So he felt alone. They didn't want to be bothered. And how many parents don't want to be bothered, but still put up with because you're responsible for it? Those are areas that God helped me with first before I can help anybody else out. What do you not like about your kid? I was like, when I was, you know, when I was younger, he, you know, he was very busy. I was like, God, he, he do too much. Why? Why he do too much? It's like he begging for attention. Why is he doing that? Are you paying him attention? Are you being a mother or you being a mom? been a mom be a mother be a mother and be the best mother be the best mother not the best mother 
of all mothers, the best mother that you can be, Quenisha. Yes, Father. It's been that way ever since. Ever since. And sometimes he's over affection. I'm like, okay. You know? I'm like, give me a kiss. Okay. This is 20 seconds. Your lip on my cheek. <laughs> I'm okay with that, but you grab it so tight. <laughs> and it's always in the midst of me doing something else. I'm cooking. I gotta, I gotta flip this over. I gotta check on this. And okay, your cheek's still there. <laughs> Enough now. <laughs> you understand? I just thank God for that. And what happened was I let him know, you, you're okay. They're going to play with you. Let's go. We're going to go to them right now. And he helped them. He helped. But you know, some people you can't tell what to do with their kid or their life. You can't give the advice. They don't want to receive it. Because they think that they got it all under control. Who are you to tell me about my marriage? Who are you to tell me? That's the thing. That attitude is going to rob us every time. Who are you? Now, there are people who just want to pry. There are people who don't even know what they're talking about. But guess what? It's not up to you to cast them out because how they come. You can deny it in their face politely without even mentioning that you're denying it politely. Thank you. I appreciate that. Which I would take into no consideration, but... You know, I appreciate it. You don't have to let the person know that you don't appreciate it, that you won't receive it. You understand? And there are people that do know what's going on with you. And I just don't want nobody to know. Who you think you are? I've been in the body for how long? You just got in the body again. Missing a breakthrough. Asking God for an answer. Praying to God for answers. And he showed up with answers, but it's not who the person you expected. Showed up his son in the earth, not like they expected. They didn't expect him to come in the form of a baby. Didn't expect it. They didn't expect to see Christ in the flesh. We heard about you. We promised you. We didn't know you would come like this. Right here in our face like this, sitting out eating. We didn't even know you was going to be coming from Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Nathaniel said. That means you weren't even expecting to be there. They was expecting pride in the midst of humility. They was expecting Christ to come, you know, with, they expected authority to be with, you know, pride. I am him. I dress like this and, you know, they wanted to see how he is on the throne here. Authority here. Without, some people think authority doesn't have humility. In order to have authority, you have to be humble. People, some people don't know that. See, Christ came as a regular man. But he knew that he was the man. Many kept looking at him from the outside. You come from where we from. You got natural parents. Marry your mother. You eat like us. In fact, you're a carpenter. You work. You do your own day's work. You don't get paid. You fix things around the house. And I'm sure others, you are that good at it. Others do the things to be fixed too. And I'm sure you didn't take any money from them. Just did it because. Here you are dressed like us, making how much we make. 
and doing miracles like that. How confusing is that to the natural mind? <laughs> you understand? Don't have on nothing fancy, don't live no fancy lifestyle, and yet can can multiply two, two pieces of fish like that. And many were struggling with that, that believing. They wanted him to see how he is, you know, how he's seated how, in that type of look. That's not how he came. See, you didn't expect the unexpected. And when you don't expect the unexpected, you're going to miss your promise. You're going to miss your breakthrough. Sometimes your breakthrough right there in your face. Here, here. I'm expecting it to come like that. You're walking right past it every day. Here's your answer. The answer is yes. 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 I expect yes to show up like that. I expect the yes to show up in my bank account first. I expect yes to show up me getting a home first. I expect yes for me to be married first. I expect yes for me to get that promotion first. <laughs> Mr. the yes. Always known that I was going to be in full-time ministry doing what I'm doing now. But let me say something to you guys. We are in full-time ministry. There's no part-time walking with Christ. There's no part-time servicehood, nor servanthood. But what we mean by full-time, meaning the income that I had of this world, I no longer get. I don't have no job anymore with a title from this world. And many other jobs that we have is contrary to our purpose. But you have to serve so you can know how to serve. You have to serve that job in order to serve people. I'm trying to tell you, you better hear that. I'm going to say how patient God is. How long it take you to get it, it's how long it's going to take you to get it. But I advise you to be hungry for it so you can already have it. And move to the next thing. Some of us got things been backed up. And then we, that's what we call restoration. Not in position to receive it. And how long you take how long you take? I thank God that it took me four years, even though that's still long, to notice I was married to the wrong man and not 14 years. You understand? There are some people who've been 25 years. That is so much favor to me. I'm not comparing mine with yours. We'd be like, oh, you're significant. And this, that. No, I just thank God for this. Nothing attached to this person who wasn't supposed to be attached to me. Nothing attached to this person who wasn't supposed to be attached to me. Nothing. I kept everything of my own. It was nothing of mine to be with you. We don't have nothing together. There are marriages who's going through a divorce right now because it went in the will of God. And they got children together, homes together, changed the last name and all these things. He's going to judge on my behalf to did my divorce. I've never seen such a case. Pretty much like, this is the most easiest case I've had. I wasn't even in there for 10 minutes on virtual in the court building, in the courtroom. The lawyer had nothing to say. It was nothing for the lawyer to say. It'd be documents like books. On my behalf, it was just a page. This is it? Come on. This is it? 
I don't need no lawyer for this. <laughs> it's all right here before me. I rest this case <laughs> by resting my case. Hallelujah. So who are we holding up? That's why it's so important to intercede. Because we got to be patient to people connected to us getting together for some things. For some things, not everything. And I thank God that we can move God, guys. We can move God with our praise, our worship. Our trusting in Him can move Him. Either that person out of position, God can just show up to them. Here I am on your behalf. Get up. Move forward. And there goes your breakthrough. Because Christ did not just show up for me to receive mine. When I was doing things wrong. Because he answered that man's prayers. Who I'm connected to. Who I'm supposed to be attached to. Okay. You move me now. I wish, he, I wish I'd known what he did to move him. So he could do it to move him further. I'm trying to tell you. Oh God. I wish I could call him and answer. What you do? What you pray? So I can say the same thing. So I can marry you right now. Because <laughs> you moved him. Trust me. I was drunk. I was... It, a whole pandemic came for God to bless me. You understand? You guys see the good in everything. We're really still talking like this pandemic was a surprise to God. We're really talking like it's a disturbance. Yeah, it's not of God. No, but you got to see God bigger than that. We cannot see that bigger than God. By saying things like the world would never be the same in a bad way. No, it would never be the same in a good way. Because the whole earth is filled with the glory of God. More people are starting to understand what it's like to a base and a bowel more. Because everybody was affected by it. Now people are more understanding to other people's needs now. At one point, they close the door in your face. They look, at, they look beneath you. Look at you like, you, like they're better than you. And treat you like that. But now everybody's going to be more merciful. If you sit and pay attention. Sit with God and look at the world. And what's going on. It's more mercy now. Because now you can relate. You know what it's like. To go through what I went through. Because we went through it together. Everybody at the same time. We all was affected by it. You understand? And I thank God for that. We can see. People, people are helping more now. It went from how we was growing up. Neighbors and you know, you go to a neighbor's house and get whatever without being talked about. And then here go in the middle part of that, before the pandemic, we was afraid to even open our mouths and let, was, let people know what's going on. You could be starving. Somebody come and just, you know, you want to go some, get something to eat. I'm fine. I'm okay. Whole time stomach growling. Because you don't want nobody to know. Because you don't want nobody to think. Or you want nobody to say. It mattered to you. It mattered. It went from not mattering to mattering to not mattering again. Because now people are helping more of each other now. Looking out for your kids in school because so much things happen in the school system. So now more parents are looking out for other kids. It's people on social media praying for your kids who don't even got no kids. Live up all the kids in school. They don't even have no kids. See what I'm saying? Now it's starting to matter again if you sit back and pay attention. Now people are starting to be, you know, what you call it, more transparent. Not faking the phone as much. It went from not faking the phone because our grandmothers, they're telling like it is back in the day. Then here's our mothers 
who is hiding things, not expressing how they really feel regarding things. Try to hold things in. Being so independent. I got it. I'm she woman. I'm she man even. Now here, here we are right now. Back humble again. More receptive. More honest. More open. Yeah, I can use some help. More open about the testimonies. God bless me with this. God bless me with that. God had me take a picture of what it was before I went grocery shopping and after. Food goes fast. Very fast. And the price is going up high. I didn't know what God was... God... No, excuse me. I knew what God was doing with that. Get a picture before. Okay. And take one after. Now post it up. Glory unto me. If I can do it for you, I can do it for them. You know how many people who need to hear that? Q would have never did that. Why? Because Q had pride. I want nobody to think I didn't have no food in my house and this and that and the other. Oh, God. The God of the toilet paper. The God of groceries. The God of increase. The God of acceleration. The God of a phone bill. Mortgage. Car note. Expenses. The God of increase. Let that be known. Stop thinking about yourselves. What am I going to say and think about you? Let them see the beginning and see your end. Let them see the outcome of that testimony. Yeah, you went to hell. Let them see the glory of me has risen upon you because of it. Let them see your double portion for your trouble. And my cousin was right in front of me. She wanted me to hold her as a baby. Right, She's right there in front of me as a grown woman. I'm like, wow, this shoe as a baby. Oh, God. I was playing with her and holding her. You know how amazing that is? For somebody to pass you themselves as a baby. My cousin did that. Big old eyes. I said, your eyes still big. <laughs> and she was just sitting there like that. And I was like, for a second, I thought about it. I want to see mine. Because I don't have no baby picture. But God said to me, it's one out there. It's one out there. It's one out there. We move so much. Growing up as Jews, you know, you can't have no graded images posted up in your home. So all the pictures had to be in the attic or basement. You would get in trouble if you got a picture hung up on your wall. Because they take that commandment very serious. And matter of fact, they took it too far. <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> and I was holding my cousin while she was right there in front of me when she was a baby. So much happened in these dreams. <laughs> then all of a sudden I'm in the house, a mansion, very old. For somehow it was it was given to me, passed down to me. And I mean this was an ancient mansion. Ancient. Like, the way I was made, like, it was like a palace. But, you know, it had spider webs. And one of the webs was so thick. I'm like, dang, yo. I kept walking past this web. You know when you feel a web across your face sometimes? You pull it away. This one, one it was like a rubber band. <laughs> this, this web was like a rubber band. I was like, dang, this, this uh, spider was going forward up in this jump. From one side of the room to the whole other side. So I took it from the one side of the room and I pulled it. It was webs everywhere. 
not too many, but in the corners, you know, it's real old in there. And he did a paint job. And I began to see how it was made. It was like the top of the ceiling. You know how some ceilings got different, you know, arts and crafts, like circle uh, painting, and some got different kind of paint, you know, things. This painting on the ceiling was roses. Someone printed roses with paint on top of the wall. I was like, God darn, how do you do that? So beautiful. And God was showing me how to, how the mansion going to look once you clean it up and all that and mop it up and get the dust out. It was so big and it was furnished. I didn't have to really do much to it. And I like lights. And I mean like, you know, I would hang up, I would drape Christmas lights <laughs> if it's not Christmas. But it's like in the form of, you know, a celebration style. I hope you get that. <laughs> you ever go like to a, a vendor or a bar station and they got lights draped. Yeah, it's like that. I I will have that in my bedroom. I will have that, you know. Not too much in the living room because if you have company, many people will see that. But if you have an occasion, I would drape the lights. And it won't be like Christmas different colors. It'd be like just all white lights. And it'd be so beautiful with a centerpiece in the middle of the lights. And just turn the lights out and have those lights on. And it's so beautiful in there. You know, and I hung the lights up in that mansion. But the thing about it is, I didn't know who passed it down to me, but I knew it was somebody very ancient. Very ancient. And usually God would tell me if it's symbolic or if it's really, you know, when it happened like that, he's not saying nothing about that right now. It's the first time he ever did that. He's not answering me about it. Ah, okay. He said, because I don't care about it. I don't care to know. That's why he didn't answer me. Because I really don't. I just receive what I saw and what I encountered. Whether it happened that way or not. Because there are some things, guys. Do you know how far your bloodline go back? There are some things that's out there. There's some assets that's out there. With your name on it. Because it got passed down and it skipped other people and God put in the hands of you. Because you have your name on it. I got skipped. So many people got skipped and they went straight to me. This mansion. A palace. It was just me there. And I was like, wow, this place is beautiful. It's big. What am I going to do with this? But you didn't see how big it was on the outside. When you step in, it expands to be a palace. But on the outside, like a regular house, it's like a row house or a tailhouse. But when you go inside, it becomes a mansion. And I cleaned it up. And I was enjoying getting it together. And I was getting it together fast. So I could see the beauty of this place. You understand? And then God shared with me regarding that. When it comes to family generational things, you have the good and you have the bad. But you have to cast down the curses. Many of us still walk around with curses we're not aware of. My mother talked too much. I talk too much. You should be quiet. You know, slow to speak. That's a curse. My father got a temper. I got a temper. His father got a temper. 
That's a curse. My mother got pride, thinking she could, she could handle everything. She don't need nobody for nothing. So do I. It's a curse. Everybody got kidney problems, lower back problems. That's a curse. I had to tell many people, don't say that. Don't say that because I don't receive that in my bloodline. I received Christ in my bloodline. Don't say that anymore. God will make an example out of you. No matter how young or old you are. Wisdom don't come with age. Wisdom comes from God. It's easily embraced for whoever wants it. You understand? And that's serious. Generational curses. My family been broke all our lives. <laughs> Cast that down. My family been arrogant all our lives. My family been separated all our lives. No one get along. No one call each other. And my family disregarded this person. Disregarded. My family like to compete and compare. My family like to compete and compare. Cast that down. Now you're feeling like that. Now you start to treat your children like that. And other people around you like that. Cast those things down. I've never been so sleepy in my life, guys. I've never been so sleepy. I'm so sleepy. I could sleep for uh, this whole day. Yeah. Hallelujah. So what is God showing you? What is God saying to you? Before you go and help others, what is he saying to you? And I mean help multitudes of people. Because every day we help somebody. Hallelujah. How your life is with God, if it's the way how God wanted to be, it's because it has to be because how he created you to be here for your purpose. It's not pleasing to not have any friends. I don't have not one friend, but we all friends if you get what I'm saying. I may go out, hang out, and there are so many people that I used to hang out with, I could call right now, they would love that. They all waiting for me to call them back. But they know that it's, you know, it gotta be God because we see a change, you're talking about God, but we already knew that because you always talked about him. But now you're actually being about him. We actually seeing you in action now. Because all we did was hear you back in the day, how much you wanted to be where you are and not at that time. Now we see and we respect that. We respect that, Quenisha. We respect that, Nene. We respect you don't want to drink no more. You don't want to smoke no more. You don't want to do this or hang out that place. We ain't mad about that because we already know. We always know. You always said it. Now we're seeing it. But we right here whenever you're ready. You know, to call us and go out and hang out. We ain't got to do what we used to do. Just being around you. We love you. You cool to be with. You're a real friend. And God drew me away. Drew me away. Not one friend that he let me keep. Not one. Moses went up there alone. Not with Aaron. Not with Joshua. Alone. Many of us are called to come away with God to be alone. And I'm one of them. I can go out and hang out, of course. But when God is pulling me to come back, I got to go back. 
There been times I'm right. I just left the house to get in somebody's car. Oh God, I'm being drawn back. I gotta go. I gotta go. Because it's like a deep worship come within you, a deep praise. And you don't want to do that outside. And God, no, I'm not going to do that outside. <laughs> not nothing to do with no shame. That type of praise, that needs to be in the bedroom. There been times I'm in a restaurant or I'm at the airport. I got to run to a bathroom. Where? Where is one? I'm grabbing my stomach like, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. Don't come out yet. I'm transforming. It's like Wolverine with his, 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 his uh, things come out of his hand. And he's trying to put them back in. Not, no, not right now, not right now. I'm not, I'm not in the right place for the, the transform right now. I'm on a date. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing this. All of a sudden, he's seated. His arms begin to get big. Like the Crabble Hawk. Oh, you start to turn green. Oh, God. No, no, not yet, not yet. That's how I'm transforming sometimes. Not yet, not yet. I gotta go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. Go, 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 go. But the difference is, when we're walking with God and as superheroes, as transformers, there's no look on the outside. They have looks. Incredible hope become big and green. And you got all these little extra gadgets and gadgets. With God, you have the power. It's supernatural. It's demonstrated and it's not seen physically. We can't see how powerful naturally a person really is. But spiritually, we can encounter due to a demonstration. Hallelujah. And I was like, wow, if we see what our faith looks like, how big it is in this form of quantity, how big our faith is. When we do use our faith, God said, every word you send, you send it out everywhere to everyone at the same time. So therefore, watch what you say and watch what you do. Hallelujah. If you got to hide and do it, you shouldn't do it. Don't do it then. And there are some people who want to lure you back to how you used to be. And they're not trying to do it to, you know, they don't want to see you prosper, but they just miss your company. They don't know how to get out of what they in because they think they got to do it on their own, not knowing that. Just surrender it over to God. How about you just come with me? Because that is surrender. Some people don't want to go to God. They just want the blessings from God. I want to live my life but still receive your blessings. I want to smoke and drink and still receive wealth. I want to cuss people out and still get a mate. You understand? I want a car with no license. It's like saying I want salvation without knowing that who Christ is. Many of us ask that every day, not even aware. I can feel a lot more spiritually than ever before. I know who's supposed to be married. I know who's about to get married. I know who's robbing themselves from marriage. But I just go to God about all that. I know who's married to the right one, who's not. Becoming more like Christ for real, man. For real, for real. I can feel everything God had me to feel in anybody's, anybody's presence. So how do you think he deal with me alone before I can have such knowledge? I have to stay at his feet. Stay humble. You understand? And many people's answers are they're not surrendering. Father, thy will be done with marriage. <laughs> Father, thy will be done regarding who I'm marrying. 
Because in that area, we're trying to tell God what we want, who we want, and how we want it, and how they should be. We want to be served. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. God just showed me another part in the dream. Ooh, oh, God. Oh, God. I forgot. God said, I didn't. Okay, I look forward to that. <laughs> I look forward to that. <laughs> oh, God, I look forward to that. Yes, Father. Thank you. You didn't have to show me that. And you did. Oh, I asked you in my heart without even opening my mouth. It was in my mind. It was on my mind, in my heart. Oh, God. He going to answer what's in your heart. Oh, God. Without you even being aware. Oh, God. He sure did answer me. But I didn't ask, though. My heart did. You heard that. He hears more with our mouths closed. How that sound? Jesus. But seriously, guys, so much that we've been thrown out this morning, receive it all. You understand? I pray that we just say, God, that will be done. Stick with the basics when it comes to, you know, honor, loyalty, you know, serving God. With a whole heart. And not wanting things to be done our way. Hallelujah. Let what's on the outside agree what's on the inside. Don't be smiling when you want to cut somebody out for real. Don't be sarcastic with your words for real. Don't beat around no bush. Don't go out and talk sideways on social media and everybody know who you talk about. Come on. Hallelujah. One thing out of me that God cannot stand is negative sarcasm. And there is good sarcasm with jokes and laughter. But negative sarcasm is you covering up how you really feel by being smart about it, being a smart tell, by being disrespectful about it. You understand? Somebody went live after I went live and got me to talk about my divorce. And somebody went on live talking about, yeah, giving out your testimony too prematurely about this and that. So what you trying to say? That God didn't spare me from murdering the wrong man? Like God had me to say, there is no such thing as no premature testimony. God had me to shut that mess down and it has not came since. And it will not ever come again. Because I ain't having it, devil. I ain't having it. Come on. You want to come? Come. I'm ready. Fully equipped. Come on. Come on. Because you already showed me your best shot. And I'm still standing. Might have failed, but I'm up now. You understand? Every time I went live during this time of my divorce, somebody would get on live, same person, and go against everything God used me to say. I wasn't picking it up at first. Did God say, listen. I said, no, uh. No, this person didn't. Uh, no, she ain't. Oh, no, see. We ain't doing that one. Trying to shut me up by trying to call me out. Look at you, devil. You better sit down and get out my way. And God me give a word every time. Sometimes he have you not to. I'm so glad he did this time. I ain't having that, Father. Come on now. You know me better than that. 
Come on now. Come on now. You don't know what I've been through. I wish you would get on live and talk about my testimony. Tell me I can't testify. <laughs> Look at me now. Thank you. And now you want a word from me regarding God about you. Come on now. What are you doing? Sit down. Sit down. I ain't having it. All this I've been through, I wish you would get on there and try to talk about my story. Telling it not your way, what I've been through. Sit down. Don't even get back up regarding that again. And I thank God he shut it up. Quickly. Quickly. Because that person clapped and I, I clapped back harder. Spiritually. Not to you, but to those demons. Thank you, Father. Show me that. God will have you to clap back. And I don't mean the world's way of clapping back. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But clap back towards that evil one. You get on there, you can tell, uh, tell a friend something like, um, my kids, this, you know, I'm confining you about my kids. I, I don't know what to do with my kids. They're not listening. You know, my husband doing this and doing that, and my parents doing this. And they, somebody go lie about everything. The person you talk to go lie about everything you just say. And speaking against it. That's what happened when you murdered the wrong man. Look at your family. Now you don't want to be with your kids. You're like, well, hold on, wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. It burned up on me. It burned up on me. You talking about me? You understand? No, you're not talking about me. You understand? But guess what? Don't be moved by it. Let God deal with it. He'll show you the best way how to deal with it. Hallelujah. I love you so much time for now. I know you received something because he would not wake me up to get on here if you didn't. If he knew you wasn't. Hallelujah. I love you so much. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. I love you. I'm going back to bed. I'm going back to bed. Yes, I is. Going back to bed. I feel like, you know, what's her name? My angel, still I rise. Still I rise. Still I sleep. I'm trying to. I love you guys. I love you. Enjoy.